Hello, I'm Ginger with the Biker Rebellion, and today we're going to talk about something that's a little unusual. Instead of going through the legal process, uh, we are going to talk about this new application slash company that's popped up called Do Not Pay. It is a robotic artificial intelligence company, and they have this process essentially where you pay for this application, you download it, you put one earpiece in, maybe two, don't know yet. The AI will run in the background listening to the courtroom and it'll analyze the communication and it will provide you with potentially real-time feedback and or legal advice and that's where things get a little bit blurry. So the, the first version of this that's getting tested out will be a man fighting a parking ticket in February of this year, 2023. The questions that I, I'm gonna have really have to deal with, what does this mean for the legal profession? So let, let's start with the first one here. I'm, I'm joined by Pete, uh, founder and owner of The Biker Lawyers. Pete, can a robot practice law? <laughs> My first reaction is no. I, I mean, technology, you know, we've accomplished amazing things. And when I look at over my lifetime, it's stunning where we are today as compared to where we were back when I was a young guy. But can a robot practice law? I'm going to say no. Let, let's kind of take a scope here because you've been practicing law for how long now? 39 years. And when you started, what was the tech like? <laughs> so I remember my first legal job. I would go into my office and if I wanted to, let's say, do a letter or create a document, I would pick up a handheld dictaphone and I would speak the document and then I would physically deliver a cassette tape to a secretary who would transcribe what I said. We've gone from that to where we are now is computers on the desk, multiple screens, uh, I don't have to get off my ass if I don't want to because I can access literally every document on every case that we're handling. The effects technology has had on the legal profession are really quite incredible and have made it much more efficient. Going along with this, with these robots, whether they can practice law, I think the, the question I have is whether or not uh, a robot could be sued for malpractice. Do you sue the, the company? Is it you know, do they carry malpractice insurance? These, these are the things that I wonder about when it comes to like the ethics board and how they're going to respond to a robot earpiece telling you how to speak in a courtroom. So I did a little investigation myself and if you wanna sign up for this, do not pay to get access to everything that it offers. You have to agree to their terms and conditions and typically we just click, yeah, I agree, right? Sure. And, and we don't look at it, but sure. I looked at it. And the answer is a resounding no, you cannot sue them for malpractice. They make it crystal clear. They're not given legal advice. They're not given any advice on the application of, for example, the facts to the law of what you're trying to accomplish. It's simply a service that provides you with information, but what you do with that information is completely up to you. And if you misuse it accidentally or intentionally, um, the blame is on you, not on the company. And it's, it's super clear from their, from their uh, terms of service that you can't sue them for malpractice, for negligence, for really for anything. So the way they get around this issue of whether a robot's practicing law is by saying, we're not practicing law. We're analyzing communication and providing you with uh, concepts, ideas, how you use it. it's completely up to you as you represent yourself, but this is not the practice of law in their opinion and thus does not fall under uh, malpractice requirements because if I remember correctly the ethics uh, at least the ones established in Iowa 
don't allow attorneys to say, uh, you, you know, put a clause in their contract that says you can't sue me for malpractice. Right, right. right. So that, that's their way around it is saying it's not legal advice. It's just advice in a courtroom for a legal matter. And I'm, I'm very curious how the, the ethics board will respond to that idea and whether or not they will deem it legal advice. Well, it's cutting it fine, but let's look at it this way. It's, it's not a lawyer giving you advice. It's not. They're providing you with information, but they're not giving you advice. It's They're giving you information that you can act on. I'm guessing that these people aren't lawyers that own the company. I mean, it, it's not legal advice. They're not lawyers. They're not subject to anything the ethics board says. I mean, you can start a business to do something like this, and as a non-lawyer, you're not subject to the rules of ethics unless you're deemed to be practicing law without a license. Then you got a problem. But uh, as far as providing the information for people's use, that, that isn't practicing law. And they make it pretty clear, again, if you read all their conditions and terms of service and their different caveats and cover my ass clauses, they make it super clear they're not practicing law. And if something goes wrong, you're on your own, buddy. I'd like to take a moment to appreciate the irony of a an attorney clearly drafting these terms and conditions, specifying that these are not attorneys. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and you, you made the point a few moments ago, I can't put in my contract that you can't sue me if I screw up. That's strictly unethical. If I screw up, it's on me. So, right. but on the other hand, if you're using one of these applications that, that uh, are coming available, you got nobody to sue. And because you're not getting legal advice, you're making the decisions yourself and how to use it, and you're doing that without the benefit of legal advice. Is there a path where the ethics board deems this an unauthorized practice of law, and we see you know prosecution uh, go against the company for unauthorized practice of law? I, I could see that happening. I mean, you're, you're never going to be able to sue them for malpractice, but the ethics board um, could come in, depending on how far these companies go, and say that they are practicing law without a license, and then, like I said before, they do have a problem. So yeah, these companies can only go so far. They can be a little bit useful to people, but they can't go all the way to giving legal advice and being responsible for the advice they give, because if they do that, they're gonna get nailed for the unauthorized practice of law. Well, let's, let's take it in a slightly different t track here. Let's say I'm representing myself pro se in court, and I bring with me, um, I don't know, a friend who has a decent amount of legal knowledge and the friend is got an earpiece in, I've got an earpiece in, and he's whispering communication to me to relay to the judge. Do you think that would get closer to unauthorized practice of law if it's legal-based communication? Yeah, if the judge sees what's going on, he or she is gonna shut that down in a heartbeat. and. That's your typical, the, the person that's whispering into your ear telling you what to say, they are, in essence, practicing law at that point, and they've got a major problem if they get detected. And that's why I'm wondering if this is going to get turned into an unauthorized practice of law, because the difference is robot versus human here, but in both scenarios, somebody is giving you uh, information in the legal sense that you are relaying and utilizing. And it's it's murky waters for now because robots, artificial intelligence is such a new thing. And for instance, uh, there's an, an application known as ChatGPT and it's making waves everywhere with how intelligent it is. It passed the bar exam. Uh, it also passed medical boards. <laughs> and so it, it's starting to get to the point like, will robots ever be licensed to practice? Like, will there be a robotic company, you know, that practices law and is allowed to do this as 
as an attorney firm of robots, essentially. I, I don't know if we're going to see those days or if it might invalidate the idea that the bar exam is necessary because who knows when somebody will be able to plug in a USB because you can do these on your computer for the bar exam. Uh, that's that's one of the things now. And they put all these safeguards in, but all it takes is somebody who's smart enough to figure out how to squirrel in a chat GPT code into a USB drive, plug it in, and have it take the bar exam for them. And you could see the end of the bar exam on that basis. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious where these murky waters are going to head because artificial intelligence is getting to that point where it's able to do the job that uh, a lot of humans have been doing for a long time. I don't think it'll ever completely replace it. For instance, I, I don't think we'll get to a place where we have a robot administering medical aid to somebody, at least not in my lifetime. I could be wrong. But similarly, there are complexities in the legal sense that I don't know that artificial intelligence will have mastered in my lifetime either. Otherwise, we may get to the point where we're all out of jobs really quickly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, robotic assistance is one thing, but turning it entirely over to a robot or artificial intelligence, that's super problematic. I mean, I can't see that happening in any, at any point in the foreseeable future. But I, I mean, just to give you an example, you, know, you go in for certain types of surgery and the doctors are using robots to assist them in the surgery, but sure. the key there is it's the doctor making the decision, not the robot. Right. We, we have uh, robotic lasers being utilized in surgical procedures now that are more precise than what a human eye can detect, and that keeps the damage minimalized exactly. to the human body. So robotic assistance in that sense. Do you think that this is potentially a necessary step, however, to handle what I would call as the, uh, the valley, the gap? Because you have certain cases and certain things that if you are poor, you cannot afford to hire an attorney to handle like a parking ticket but that parking ticket may not be very valid. At the same time, are you gonna pay you know, $1,000 to fight a $200 ticket? No, you're not, obviously. So it, it becomes almost like a poverty tax on people. Whereas if we have robotic assistance that's able to help you navigate those waters, maybe this is a necessary step to handling all of the stuff that falls within that gap, for, especially for impoverished individuals that need something as simple as a will that need an advanced directive, that need a parking ticket fought. Uh, and these are all things that the do not pay company states that they will help you with. So it, do you think it's necessary to help deal with that gap? Well, you ask the question as though use of the app or the artificial intelligence is gonna be free. And sure. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this is a for-profit company. It's not free, so you are paying something. Um, you know, I don't know what their terms of payment are. Is it a subscription that you sign up for where you're paying a certain amount every month? I mean, it doesn't strike me as something that is intended to fill the gap for people that are impoverished uh, to be able to get legal representation. And frankly, people that lack resources, there are methods to get a lawyer to represent you on things. You just got to go through the Bar Association and there's a whole network of lawyers that will provide legal services for free for things such as that to people who literally don't have the money to afford it. Do you think we're going to get to a place where perhaps uh, for pro se, and pro se meaning you represent yourself, uh, where we get pro se litigation, and let's say you pay it like a Netflix subscription, you're paying like 10 bucks a month, and you can start and stop it on a monthly basis. So if you got a court date coming up, you know, you pay your 10 bucks, you use it, you cancel it at the end of the month, or maybe you forget about it like most of us do with our subscriptions. Um, but you pay, you know, some nominal sum to utilize the services and it becomes common for like small claims court 
because these are usually scenarios where you don't want to necessarily hire an attorney if you can help it because the the amount you're trying to go after or fight is so low that it costs more to hire the attorney than it does to fight the case or just pay it if you lose. So do you think the small claims court in particular would be uh, highly benefited by a robotic artificial intelligence that is able to help you? So, I mean, it gets down to how, how is somebody going to use that artificial intelligence that's provided to them? Because going to small claims court is kind of like the wild, wild west. It's seriously anything goes. And you have some wildly irrelevant, crazy stuff that happens in small claims court because, and, and I'm not faulting people, but people are representing themselves and they don't know what the standards are. Right. And it's hard to separate emotion from law and people have a hard time dealing with it. So are they going to be able to take the information that's provided to them through a service like this and apply it properly? Or is it still gonna be more or less the wild, wild west because folks have a hard time separating their emotions from the legal principles of the case? Fair, fair. At the end of the day, there's still going to be an element of humanity at play, and that always leads to variables. Well, I think so. And and again, technology has come so far in such a short time, and who knows where it'll go in the future. But I just cannot imagine a situation where the human judgment factor gets totally eliminated from this type of stuff. That makes sense. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have to kind of follow this case, see where this goes, see if the ethics board decides to have an issue with the presence of this company and whether or not certain states uh, bar the presence of this company. But we're going to keep track of it and we'll let you know where it all lands because I, for one, am very intrigued to see where you know artificial intelligence plays into the legal field as we move forward. Thanks for watching. Make sure to hit that follow, subscribe button. That's all. Brought to you by the Biker Lawyers. Injured? Ride with us.